This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we are up against, together we can beat them. It's Ken Harbaugh with Against All Enemies on the Midas Touch Network. Donald Trump just sent out this thank you to notorious mob assassin Sammy Gravano. This is on the heels of his legal team arguing that he could order a hit on a political rival and escape prosecution unless he was first impeached. We did a recent episode on that specific legal argument, but I'll sum up my critique here. If a president has to be impeached in order to face legal consequences of any kind, including for murder, then he could, in theory, just order the assassination of anyone in Congress who dared vote for impeachment and be entirely immune from prosecution because impeachment would have to happen first. In case we think this is just some outrageous hypothetical presented by a judge with an overactive imagination, here is audio tape of one of Donald Trump's closest former advisors, Roger Stone, discussing assassinating two of his political rivals, Eric Swalwell and Jerry Nadler. You can follow either Strawwell or Nadler has to die before the election. They need to get the message. Again, just not putting up with this again. Donald Trump has introduced violence into our political discourse in a way we have not seen in a very long time. He is clearly a danger to the republic and to society. It is long past time that people outside politics assume as part of their professional responsibilities a duty to warn the American public. I'm talking about lawyers and medical professionals and others speaking out about the danger Trump poses. I talked with Dr. Bandy Lee about this. She is a clinical psychologist who taught for 17 years at Yale and was one of the first to recognize this duty to warn when it comes to the former president. It was a controversial decision at the time, and she actually lost her job at Yale over it. I dive deeper into that story in our full interview on Burn the Boats, but I wanted to share this excerpt with you now. Dr. Lee has clearly been vindicated. Donald Trump's followers have committed heinous acts in his name, including a violent attempt to overturn a Democratic election. One of the most interesting insights she shares, and I want you to listen for it, is that fascism is less of a political ideology than a mental pathology. I think we're seeing evidence of that in how the cult of Donald Trump operates today. Here is Dr. Bandy Lee, one of America's leading clinical psychologists, on the danger Donald Trump poses to American society. Can you talk about the duty to warn. I've, I've got a law degree. I'm really drawn to this idea in tort law. And obviously, there's a, an analog in the medical profession, because I think we need to understand that to understand the path you chose and the price you paid. What is the duty to warn? And, and how did you feel about it when you saw this threat to the nation? Yes, in general, it's a, it's a duty that derives from 
our responsibility to society. Psychiatrists don't just have a responsibility to patients. They also have a responsibility to society as outlined clearly in the preamble of the American Psychiatric Association's ethical guidelines, even though they negated it uh, at the onset of the Trump presidency. Um, and, uh, well, there, there was a case in uh, California uh, uh, called the Tariffsoft Doctrine uh, that brought about the phrase duty to warn, but the general principle was that confidentiality, which is sacrosanct in medicine and psychiatry, still has um, a rule that supersedes it, and that is the duty to warn against danger. So you can break confidentiality in the case of a patient if the patient expresses uh, an urge to harm others or to uh, become a danger to the public. Now, that's in a patient situation. In a public situation, the duty to warn is even more encompassing because there is no confidentiality to break. Uh, whatever we're making our assessment from is public knowledge. And what we're sharing, actually, is um, is our, uh, our decades of uh, specialized knowledge, uh, general knowledge, as well as clinical experience, which uh, we have a duty to share with the public, uh, not just as professionals, but as, as citizens who are obligated to share our gifts with society. Hi, everyone. I want to give a big shout out to all those who have signed up to support this show through my Patreon page. We are off to a fantastic start. Thank you for making it possible. And if you haven't subscribed, I hope you'll consider it. In the coming months, I'll be posting early and exclusive content, including a trailer for the Against All Enemies documentary film, which has been racking up awards at film festivals around the world and will soon be released here in the U.S. Stand by for more details on that. And if you're a subscriber to my Patreon page, be on the lookout for an early preview. Thanks again, everyone. You've described, I guess, implicitly Donald Trump as a threat to America's soul. Your last book was titled Trump's Mind, America's Soul, and your assessment of the danger he poses implicates the, the broader nation. Can you explain extending uh, that that assessment to to America itself and how our soul is affected by the former president. Yes, I have mentioned that because the trajectory we are in is very perilous. I think many people recognize that. When I said that Donald Trump was dangerous and at the onset of the presidency, uh, people may have thought, that I was being hyperbolic or exaggerating. But uh, many years later, I think we can see why that, uh, that kind of framing was necessary. Um, since the spread of the Trump contagion, I've also described the course we are on as a death spiral, because from my perspective, uh, Fascism is not a political ideology, it is mental pathology in politics. 
And the course of mental pathology is destruction and death, regardless of what uh, the afflicted person's group's uh, nation will claim. Uh, and we have seen this historically through other leaders. When uh, none of these leaders were mentally healthy, uh, in fact, if one is healthy, uh, one's decisions will be life-affirming, regardless of one's ideology. So it's really not about ideology or uh, political positions. Um, I mentioned the soul so that we would truly take this seriously, and ultimately it is a matter of our own uh, ethical and spiritual grounding, if you will, uh, our ability to uh, keep our center and uh, confront uh, the onslaught of this pathology and to stand up for, for truth and health and what is right uh, that will save the nation. And uh, because pathology comes with an innate death drive, and in order to resist it, uh, it, it is a kind of war. Uh, Mohandas Gandhi spoke of uh, nonviolence training as the training of a warrior, uh, and I would see the task before us as being very similar. Uh, psychiatry can bring us only so far. As, as a mental health professional, it's been extremely difficult for me to watch uh, on the sidelines once I was removed from public discourse by the APA. Um, at one point, we were the number one topic of national conversation three, three months after our book was released, our first book was released, and we had uh, an extremely hearty reception by the public. Uh, our, our New York Times bestseller was uh, nothing that Macmillan, one of the five big publishers, was even prepared for. It took them five weeks to replenish the stock so that they could keep up with the demand. And um, that was organic. Uh, all the news networks, uh, network news and cable news, all the major programs invited me. And I myself was astonished that there was no barrier and no stigma attached to speaking about mental health. They simply called me on as any other expert on an area of expertise. It was really after the APA intervened, recruiting the New York Times to denounce us as being unethical, when in fact we were trying to fulfill our societal ethical duty, um, that that uh, we were excluded from discourse and, and what we exactly what we predicted, that without proper intervention, without proper knowledge, uh, we have, uh, the nation has suffered uh, calamity and destruction in ways that um, of the exact severity and exact timeline that we predicted. I, I don't imagine you derive much satisfaction from the vindication 
of seeing your predictions play out. It uh, it's it's vindication, but it can't feel good to to see your predictions about Trump's violent tendencies actually made real. Well, vindication was what I've been hearing, even from Congress members, since the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Uh, and there was a, a, a major article subtitled The Vindication of Andy Lee by Mother Jones, as you may know. Um, but my concern is, three years later, where are we? Where are the mental health voices? Uh, why are those who are speaking about mental health issues only non-experts? Um, and if we as a nation cannot derive the correct knowledge, um, the proper knowledge, and intervene properly uh, for a given crisis, it's not always the case that we're dealing with a mental health crisis, but in this case, it is. Uh, then why will we not hear from the appropriate experts and why are we still sidelined? So for me, the vindication is not very uh, relieving. It's, uh, it's rather more tragic. Mm-hmm.